Louis, I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Rhodes? Well, we're going, we don't need Rhodes. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. No, I am your father. You're listening to After the Ending, the only film podcast where we tell you what happens after the ending of your favorite films. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Spring and Phil Edwards. Atomic batteries to power, turbines to speed. This is After the Ending. Holy tribute episode, Batman. That's right. This is our semi-tribute episode to the late, great Adam West. Now, <laughs> I know we promised you guys uh, Pretty Woman and Moon this week, but due to some scheduling issues, we decided to bring you a mini episode this week. And since we unfortunately heard the news just yesterday as the time of this, at the time of this recording that uh, Adam West, who famously portrayed Batman in the 1960s TV show, had passed away, we thought, well, what better time to pay tribute to Adam West and also share one of our famous top five lists. So, Phil, tell people what list we're going to do, and then uh, let's let's uh, maybe talk about Adam West for just a moment. Yeah, we're going to be doing our, our top five favorite moments from Batman movies. Any and all Batman movies. Indeed. Because he was, he was a great man. For, for many of us, well, especially for Mike and me, he's probably the first time we'd seen a live-action Batman. Yeah. Not, not, when, not when it was first broadcast, though, in repeats, so I'll just say that. <laughs> right, right, but, uh, right. Lots of people, he was, a, he was a favorite, even if, you know, you thought it was a bit naff and a bit camp and crazy. He was always still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I think I think anybody who was a kid before 1989, when Tim Burton's Batman movie came out, I think that the Adam West Batman is kind of the Batman you grew up on. I mean, maybe some of the superpowers cartoons or things like that, but really, yeah, yeah. you know, anybody from the 60s to the 80s, Adam West was the Batman. And I remember when I was a kid, I watched that show religiously. It was on TV and reruns like daily. I think it was two episodes in a row because they would play like the first half and the second half. And yeah, yeah. I remember when I I saved up my money and I bought the official guide to the the show and it had every episode listed and it you know it went through each episode and shared trivia and synopses and all this stuff and man I poured through that thing like cover to cover I must have read that book like 10 times I had it memorized you know I was so yeah I know I know exactly obsessed. what you mean those things like that yeah and you just you'd be seeing all the different stars and it was a good way of being introduced to lots of movie stars as well because all the guest villains and stuff absolutely a lot of people who were famous back in the like the 60s and so that I really would never have known who they were I mean a lot of the your you know besides your Frank Gorshin and Cesar Romero and all those, but a lot of great guest stars like Vincent Price and, you know, uh, all, all kinds of famous people that I, I really got my first exposure to with the classic Batman show. Yeah, indeed. And I think also it's because of that show, because it was very humorous and, yeah, you know, tongue in cheek, power and all that, all that kind of thing. The fact that when we had, uh, you know, Frank Miller's The, the Dark Knight Returns uh, comic and also the Batman the Animated Series, which had a bit more you know, a serious, grittier outlook, even though it was been in the comics all the time anyway. But I think for many people who weren't familiar with the comics as much as some, suddenly seeing this this iconic graphic novel and also the animated show, it was a big surprise. You suddenly went, oh, no, there's more, you know, there is... Batman is a dark character. There's a lot more to him than just running around with your bat shark repellent and things like that. Right, right. But, you yeah. know, like, I mean, Batman, 
uh, like we talked about with James Bond a few weeks ago, I think Batman sort of changes with the times, you know, and the 60s, yes, yeah, the mid-60s yeah. were a very bright and colorful time period in our country's history. And I think the Batman that was on TV at that point, I don't think a grim and gritty Batman would have worked in the 60s mm. like 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 the Adam West, you know, version did. So, you know, it was it was the show for the time and it's a lot of fun and it's really great to revisit it. It's an, it's an excellent point because I think Batman... As in the comics, he's always exactly what you need him to be. Exactly, and he's always going to be like that forever. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just say, I just say as well, uh, uh, when I took my daughter, who's turned to see the Wonder Woman film, which she, she really enjoyed, mm -hmm. she's like that. I said, "Well, so who's your favorite superhero now?" And she went, "Batman, always Batman." <laughs> so. She's a smart girl, that one, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so we just wanted to sort of uh, pay a little tribute to Adam West, but we did. We thought this was a good opportunity to share our top five Batman movie scenes. This is from any Batman movie, and there's quite a few of them, even some you may have forgotten about. So uh, let's jump into it. Phil, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with your number five? Okay, well, I'm going to go with uh, Batman, Tim Burton's Batman, when Michael Keaton, right near the start, gets the guy, and the, the guy goes, what are you? And he goes, I'm Batman. And that's just, you know, the first time you'd seen him on the big screen and you're going, oh, my God, it's Batman. It really is Batman. But he can't turn his neck. But anyway, <laughs> it was uh, that was that was the moment. It just suddenly went bam. And you just going, wow. And that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. So what have you got for your number five? Well, my number five is a moment that stars Mr. Adam West. It is from the 1966 Batman movie. Uh, and, of course, it's the famous scene with the bomb where some days there just isn't a good place to get rid of a bomb. You know, and it's Batman with his giant bomb and he's running around trying to get rid of it. And everywhere he goes, there's kids or innocent bystanders or even a bunch of little ducklings and there's nowhere for him to throw the bomb. And it's just this really great, uh, you know, it's a funny moment. It's It's got a lot of humor in it, but it also kind of speaks to who Batman is as a character that he values all life. He won't even kill these, you know, these ducks. Yeah, and um, yeah. I think it just really is a very iconic scene in the Batman history, even though it's from this campy era, uh, it really does just sort of speak to what made that whole show so great. Yeah, brilliant. An excellent choice. Okay, well, my number four is from the recent Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, which surprised this <laughs> this choice actually surprised myself. I'm, as waiting, well. I'm waiting with bated breath to hear yeah. exactly which moment it is. It's actually the warehouse fight scene when, uh, you know, Batman has gone to save Martha. Oh, right. Not his Martha, though, the other Martha. Right. Because obviously he couldn't go back in time. But when he comes, you know, and there's all the thugs waiting, and um, they're going, where is he, where is he? And then he goes, and he just takes them all out. Yes, it's very, very violent, but it was just, it's one of the first times you've actually seen, that I can recall, you see Batman doing what he does in the comic book all the time, and, and the animated series used to do it a lot, but take out a big, you know, load of thugs, and just go bam, bam, bam. A lot like the uh, the Batman Arkham games, where he, he just he punches one, then he jumps over to the next one, he takes them all out, uses the environment. And I just, I, I really liked the fight. I thought it was really good. And it just shows how this one man, he's just, he was on top of the situation the whole time and he just took them all out. Even though, you know, Zack Snyder decided to have him, you know, kill people a bit later on. I, don't think, I think he might have killed somebody in the fight, which is, I can't remember. But uh, no, I thought that was a cracking fight and showed. The skills uh, of of Batman when it comes to a, a fight with multiple foes. Yeah, I agree. Actually, that is a very good scene. Uh, it does have some great action, and it, it is very indicative of the comics. You know, where really he does these superhuman feats, even though he technically has no superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Good choice. 
All right, well, my number four is not so much a scene as a collection of scenes. It is Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker in The Dark Knight. Now, uh, I, I like The Dark Knight. I don't love The Dark Knight. I think it has some issues. Um, yeah. I think Batman Begins is the superior Christopher Nolan film. But I do love Heath Ledger's performance. And, you know, it's funny because at the time it was heralded, I think, by most people, rightly so, as this revelatory performance. And now, nowadays, you know, now that it's been a few, you know, decade, people are like, oh, well, it wasn't really the Joker the way he is in the comics. It's a little too out there, this and that, blah, 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 whatever. I don't care. You know what it was? He had to come in after almost 20 years of Jack Nicholson holding the, the definitive Joker performance in yeah. film. And even that wasn't the Joker from the comics. Right, exactly. You know, But it was it was what, what everybody thought of as the Joker on film at that point was Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And so he had to come in and try and play the character completely differently, but also have that sense of madness and menace and I think he pulled it off brilliantly he gave a whole new flavor to the Joker and I think that it it worked incredibly well Heath Ledger was a very talented actor and I I do think it's a great performance Uh, and it's just the way I see it's just another different take on a character we've seen many many different takes of over the years totally because it's I look at like the Dark Knight ones well all of the different films and TV shows it's just like an Elseworlds version of the character you know you tell a story about Batman but it's just this happens to be in a slightly different universe from the other ones we've seen and just so on like that and you can obviously you'll have different types of characters to go along with that exactly and also it was what it gets me that people forget when Heath Ledger was announced to be playing the Joker the amount of people going, oh, my God, that's the worst decision ever. This is going to be dreadful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I think if there's one thing we can agree on nowadays, it's that when everyone says a casting direct uh, a casting decision is going to be terrible, chances are good they're going to be awesome at it. Yeah. Because the same thing Just happened wait, with Ben wait, Affleck yeah. as Batman and Michael Keaton as Batman and, you know, all these people. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Let's just relax. Yeah, just just wait and see the final thing and then scream from the hills if it is dreadful. <laughs> right, exactly. You know? It's crazy. Yep. Okay, my, my number three, though, it's similar to yours. It's a selection of scenes, but this one is from Batman Begins, and it's when Bruce Wayne is basically putting together the suit and the equipment of Batman. The scenes with uh, Lucius Fox, you know, he's talking about going spell King to get the suit, and you see him do the bits with... Uh, he's listen- He's talking to uh, Gordon, and he's, he's he jumps off the building, but he's just wearing, like, black clothes and things, and then also he's, he's test-driving a tumbler, and you see him with Alfred... They had to order like you know ten thousand parts of the mask and doing all that. I just loved seeing seeing him putting together what would become the Batman. I really like that aspect of it. We, we saw him doing all the training, but then to actually see him getting the equipment as well. I love all that kind of that kind of scene in a film. It's, it wasn't really a montage because it carried on all the way throughout. But you know when he learns that he needed something to protect himself from falling or something that could help him glide, he then went looking for it and to fit that that niche he needed it for. I really like that aspect. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a, a very cool. I do love Batman Begins, and that is really a neat part of the movie. Well, my number three is from Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which is still mm. my favorite Batman movie. And that is the animated film based on the animated series, for those of you who may not be familiar with it. It was released theatrically. It bombed terribly. Uh, but I was lucky enough to see it in theaters, and it was just a really truly magical experience. It's a terrific film. It it captured everything that was great about the animated series. But the scene that I love the most is when uh, it's kind of the flashbacks where Bruce proposes to his then girlfriend, Andrea Beaumont, and she basically ends up leaving him, not quite at the altar, but leaving him before they can get married. And she was basically going to be the thing that kept him from becoming Batman. And so when you watch it, you're like, Oh, here's his chance. He's going to, you know, he can make this choice to be happy. And then she disappears and leaves him with basically a dear John letter. And because of that, he then decides to continue his mission and become Batman. And I find that so poignant and just such a great moment that is really true to the character 
you know, because it's when he was young and he was still wasn't sure, and and now yeah, his it mission... shows the sacrifices he makes, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. So. And also, is that it's that's how like it was all in silhouette. You saw him like getting the cowl, and you know, Alfred passing him the cape and things yep. when he's he's putting on the costume. Yeah, I remember that really. That was a really good one. I need to watch that again. Yeah, I love that movie. I, I had that on VHS. Yeah, yeah, me too. I did back in the day. God, yeah. But it's still hands down my favorite of all the Batman movies. I love it. Yeah, I, well, I think uh, Batman animated series and the follow ones from that were. I think that's the definitive version of, of Batman. Absolutely, for me. Yep, no arguments here. Kevin Conroy's performance was just. Yeah, he is. He is. He is the Batman for sure. For sure. For the one that I have the vision in my head anyway. Yep. Yep. Batman. Agreed. Yeah. Excellent choice. Okay, so my number two is from Batman Returns, and it is when uh, Batman fights Catwoman on the roof. You know, Michelle Pfeiffer. She's fully catwoman up in the in the cool costume and you know they're having a big fight, punch up all over the place, and it gets a bit. She makes it a bit sexual as well because she's using her sexuality as a weapon, and it's you know Batman sort of on the on the back foot for some of it, which because he was it was something a bit different from his usual past battles, but it's just there was great banter between the two. It was it was it was quite good fight choreography considering the limitations of both suits, and it just it's it was a good it showed the relationship between Batman and Catwoman so well. And it's it's sort of you see that in many of the like in the, well the comics and other aspects as well. But it's a, I really I thought that was done extremely well. Oh, I, I agree actually. I didn't think of that one, but I, I think it's an yeah. excellent choice. And it's funny because if that second movie was just Batman versus Catwoman, I think it would be regarded as probably the best Batman film of all time. Yeah, um, yeah. They should have the, the Penguin stuff wasn't the needed. Penguin stuff was terrible, but the Michelle Pfeiffer oh. stuff with with Michael Keaton and her, and then the two of them as Batman and Catwoman is fantastic. And it's just two movies in that film, you know, one of which is brilliant yeah. and one of which is terrible. But if it was just just the two of them, oh man, that would have been one for the ages. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I totally agree. Well, my number two is from the Lego Batman movie, and it is oh, the okay. tribute scene where. Uh, Alfred is basically saying to Bruce Wayne, he's like, are you sure, sir? Because I remember you went through a similar phase back in 2011 and 2008 and 2006 and 2003 and 1996, 1989. And each time he says one of the years, they they basically recreated like the movie poster or an iconic image from each of his films in Lego. And first of all, it cracked me up because it's such a funny moment. But the way they redid all of these iconic scenes in Lego is just absolutely brilliant. It was a really nice tribute at the same time to all of his different films in the past. And they did a really a lot of great jokes in that movie about some of the, the previous movies. And, they, and actually, in that scene, they even had a, a, a real-life film clip of Adam West dancing as Batman. That's which right, was, they did. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Fun, yeah. But I just love that. I love self-referential stuff in general, meta-type things yeah. that I'm a big fan of. And so for them to, to do that, it's such a perfect joke, and it looks so great. Uh, I just absolutely love it. That's that my favorite m- yeah. moment of that movie. And, and a, gr- a great way of just summing up the history of the character as well. Yeah. Those Lego movies are so clever. As well as being very funny, they're so clever, some of the things they do. In absolutely. Them. Okay, so here we are then, number one. Uh, and it's, uh, well, it's it's a couple of moments from uh, this particular film, which I, I, I think sum up Batman so well. It's, uh, it's the Batman-Superman movie, the world's finest, the animated one. Mm, right. It's when Batman's investigating, doing the, the detective work, which is so often missing from the live-action films. But he's doing detective work, and he's found this, this place where he finds remnants of someone which has been transporting kryptonite. And he's looking around, and then suddenly a hand goes on his shoulder, and it's Superman. And it's sort of like the, one of the first meetups. Superman's grabs him by the shoulder, and Batman just grabs uh, Superman's arm and throws Superman across the room. And Superman's lying on the floor, just looking at himself, going, "What the hell just happened?" <laughs> right. And it's because you know he's just he's a master. Batman's a master of most martial arts, just a you know judo throw or whatever it is. And he just used Superman's 
you know, strength and everything against him. And it's just it it just shows how this this human took out the god in a split second. And then also to back it up, the other point as well is when uh, Superman uses his X-ray vision and, and knows that it, he goes, he knows it's Bruce Wayne behind the cowl, and you go and oh no, you know, he's Superman's got one over him, and then Superman's doing some stuff and he flies back, and then he's he like takes his cape off and he's getting changed, and he looks down, Superman looks down his cape on the bed, and there's a little thing, you know, he notices this thing, and it's a little bat tra uh, tracer, and he goes oh my god, and he goes and looks out the window and uses. His, his, his vision and sees off on a rooftop in the distance Batman looking at him with a pair of binoculars so he can now see it's Clark Kent and Batman just waves yeah. and goes off and I was going oh yes that's it <laughs> yeah. that's Batman yeah yeah, it really is that's, uh, that is a great scene I do like that movie very much and that's uh, that's some pretty good stuff there yeah that's that's my number one very good I just think it sums him up so well absolutely that's an excellent choice well my number one has already appeared on your list stealing a, mm. stealing a little of my thunder today sir it is from 1989's Tim Burton film Batman, and it is the moment where he holds up the thug and goes, I'm Batman, uh, for the very much the same reasons you said. That is, I think, one of the definitive, iconic versions of Batman. You know, I think most people, for as much as the sequels faltered, that first Tim Burton Batman movie is still pretty great. And, and really, like you said, after, I mean, since the Adam West show there hadn't been a big screen live action or even a small yeah, screen yeah. live action batman in you know 20 years at this point and so for him to be on the big screen you know large as life and holding the guy up in the big black suit and just going i'm batman like to me it just really is one of those moments that you you can't replicate easily in films yeah i mean because i i remember going to cinema to see that film like three or four times yeah yeah oh me too because i'm uh, getting all the soundtrack and everything because it was and, and the sticker album oh i had everything and all this stuff and just, yeah it was uh, <laughs> everything yeah. So, yeah, that's got to be my number one, just because I really do think it's just one of the most memorable Batman moments in film history. Yeah, it was cracking. Yes. An excellent choice. Thank you. So we started with that, and we ended There you go. I think that kind of sums it up most nicely. fitting, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that is going to wrap up the uh, this mini episode for us. Uh, like we said, we just wanted to uh, catch up on a few things, but also pay a little tribute to Adam West. So, Mr. West, as always, we'd like to thank you for your years of entertainment, and we hope you rest in peace. Yes, and if, uh, if you, any of you out there would like to share your favorite Batman moments from any of the films, just uh, drop us a line on the social media or whatever comments there are on the podcast platform you're listening to this episode on. Absolutely. All right, well, on that note, then, it's time for us to head off into the Batcave. So we will be here next week, same Bat time, same Bat channel. As always, we thank you for listening. I'm Mike Spring. And I'm Phil Edwards. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. I don't, hold on a sec, I've just had a... Are you in the bathroom? You can tell me. No, no. I just had some... Uh, something gone wrong on my phone. Oh, okay. I was going to say, maybe, you know, I mean, I know that we're comfortable with each other and all that and you know if you want to talk yeah. on uh, you know while you're in the bathroom that's fine but we can't do a podcast with you in the toilet yeah. i'm gonna draw the line there no that'd be right that'd be really wrong a side note though i think it's funny that you said obviously he couldn't go back in time i'm like really did you watch that movie because i don't think it's obvious at all what he can and can't do yeah you know, there's no, that whole future just, flashback so I, I, I was applying logic to it really wasn't <laughs> right I? there yeah. and there's your yeah. mistake phil yes you can't apply logic to batman versus superman yeah, let's uh, let's suddenly throw in a dream sequence with absolutely no setup. We're <laughs> right. not quite sure what exactly is going on. Exactly, like a future Batman. Can he travel through time? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Let's have, let's have the Flash in some suit of armor, which we can <laughs> actually explain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, about to zoom out to the Batcave. Atomic batteries to power turbines to speed. Okay. All right. Well, that took way longer than it should have. Yeah. Okay. Here well, we I've go. Well, something there. Yeah. Right. Atomic batteries to power. What is the friggin' line now? We just went over at 17. What's the second part? 
Turbines to speed. Turbines to speed. All right. <laughs> Good lord. And we'll see you next week. After the ending. <laughs> Is that your Batman voice after the ending? You goddamn right. <laughs> okay. I just hate it the way everybody else is wrong, and I'm always right. <laughs>